0: From the Office of the City Auditor in Austin, Texas, this is Audit ATX.
1: A podcast about the audits and investigations our office does to make Austin better for all residents.
0: We're your hosts, Sarah
1: and Max. Welcome, everyone, back to Audit ATX. In this episode, we are interviewing Deputy City Auditor Jason Hadavi to follow up on our office's audit process. Welcome to Audit ATX, Jason. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: So Jason, let's back up a little bit for the audience. A lot of people, when they hear auditing, they think of financial reviews, but the audits that our office conducts are performance audits. Can you give us an explanation of what a performance audit is?
2: Yeah, happy to. That is something that comes up quite a bit. In non-technical terms, a performance audit is just a project that's designed to make sure government programs and services are operating successfully. As an example, we may look at a program like our Parks Department swim lessons program, and we might go evaluate how they're operating, just to make sure they're achieving their objectives or operating as efficiently as they could be. And then if there's room for improvement, we document those in the form of findings, and then we make recommendations to help them improve those situations.
1: Gotcha. So as you mentioned, Jason, audits contain recommendations and based on the research that we conducted for the city to improve their programs, services, and operations as a whole, So could you break down how our office holds the city accountable for implementing these recommendations? And off of that, is the city required to implement our office's audit recommendations?
2: Yeah. Technically, city management isn't legally required to implement recommendations, but there are processes in place to ensure that they do. So the first thing is transparency. Our reports and the recommendations in those reports are public information. They're on our website. They're accessible by anyone in the public or the media. And we present those to the audit finance committee, which is a subcommittee of the council, and then we also go back and report on the status of implementation. We let the audit finance committee and the public know where management is in the process of implementing all those recommendations. So if they were to skip a few or to just not implement recommendations, then the council can hold city manager and department directors accountable for that.
0: So you mentioned in that response that you follow up on some audits to determine the status of proposed recommendations.
2: Yeah. And so we do, you know, we follow up on the status of implementation and then we periodically have done follow-up audit reports where we'll take a subgroup or a host of recommendations that apply to one department or one area of city services. And we'll go and follow up on all of those. And then we'll write a report detailing the status of each of those recommendations. So we might say eight of 10 have been implemented and two are in progress with the expectation that they'll be implemented by the end of
0: 2023. Got it. Does OCA follow up on all audits that are issued? And if not, how are follow-up audits prioritized?
2: So, that's an interesting question. Historically, we've only followed up on a subset of recommendations, even though we monitor the implementation of all of them. So, internally, we, we track which recommendations have been implemented, which are not, but we've only done follow-up audits on higher risk recommendations or audits that have had a big public interest or an interest from mayor and council. But we're currently in a transition period where we're going to be making improvements in this area. We're implementing a new system that will track the implementation of all recommendations, and it's going to have a public-facing dashboard. So instead of doing follow-up audits to report on a few recommendations like I described before, we're going to show their status in real time on our website, and then we'll do a couple of presentations a year to the audit committee and talk about the progress made and where we're hoping to see
1: future work done. Diving a little bit deeper here, Jason, what are some follow-up audits our office has conducted recently?
2: A good one's probably the wildfire audit. We did a wildfire preparedness audit back in 2019, and we just did a follow-up project on those recommendations. Back in 2019, we had issued four recommendations, and just recently we found management's implemented three of the four of them, and they're actively working on the last one. So as you know, wildfires a big risk to the city and all across the country right now, and so that's something that is really high risk and something that we want to pay close attention to. So the timeliness of this follow-up audit, even though the audit was just done in 2019, it was a good time to go and say, hey, where are we at with this so that we can see what improvements have been made and know where we're at with handling that issue.
0: That's great. On that same topic, are there any sort of success stories you can share from audit follow-ups? as in when the team starts conducting the work to see the status of a recommendation auditors have issued and then subsequently implemented has made a difference in department effectiveness and efficiency?
2: Yeah, I mean, this this happens all the time. So this is a great one to talk about. Following Winter Storm URI, we did an audit on the city's disaster preparedness, and we issued that report in November of 2021. We issued eight recommendations, and because this was such a significant topic, and this is something that council is uh, really interested in, obviously the public's really interested in this also, uh, management is doing periodic reporting on the status of those recommendations. So without us even having to go do a follow-up audit, management's just coming and reporting on it. So we issued eight. They've already implemented two that relates to our disaster preparedness planning some of those efforts, as well as the building of resilience hubs that will enable uh, residents to to find shelter in emergency situations, and so they're continuing to work on the remaining six, and they'll continue reporting back to mayor and council about their progress on those six recommendations. Another good one would be the Austin Police Department body cam audit that was dating back to like twenty nineteen. We issued three recommendations and. We did a follow-up in the not-too-distance past, where we found that two of the three have already been implemented, and the last recommendation is expected to be implemented in the next few weeks. So by the end of this calendar year, all of those recommendations may be done and resulting in a lot of improvements to the body camera program, which was actually
1: already operating pretty well. Gotcha. And as a whole, what percentage of audit recommendations would you say are still outstanding compared to how many recommendations have been issued by our office?
2: Sure. In the last five years, which is the, you know, that's the body of recommendations that we'll be publishing in our new system. We've issued almost 160. About a quarter of them have already been implemented. We're still doing work to verify their implementation status. But about a quarter a little over a quarter have been have been implemented a little over a third are in progress and they all have varying um, expected implementation dates and so you need to break it down by audit or by department and look at the individual recs and then the remaining recommendations are flagged as not started as of the last check-in but in reality management's already started working on the implementation of a lot of those, and the system just hasn't been updated. So this is something that the new system will be able to show the real-time status, and there won't be a timing issue with the reporting of which have not yet been started, which are in progress, and which are implemented.
0: So I think that we are all excited about the new public dashboard, but I wonder if you can explain to our listeners why our office decided to create that dashboard, and what sort of your hopes for the dashboard are?
2: Well, as somebody who is passionate about transparency and government operations, this system is really, really exciting. It's going to make it way easier to track the status of recommendations being implemented. It's going to give the public the ability to see the status of any recommendation at any time, And we're working on ensuring they have the ability to manipulate the data so that they can sort by aging, which have been the longest outstanding. They can sort by department and say, I want to see everything that the library has currently outstanding. They can look at the status and say, okay, what improvements should I be seeing in city operations? Where do we need to still see some improvements? And so a resident's going to have a lot of flexibility with how they view and interpret that data. And they'll be able to query it and, and pull out the information that they're focused on.
0: That's great. I'm excited to use it someday in the near future. Well, Jason, thank you so much for joining us today on Audit ATX. Again, we're excited about the new dashboard, and we really appreciate your explanation of how our office follows up on our audit reports.
2: Thanks for having me. It was fun being here, and I'm looking forward to the new system also. It should be just a matter of weeks at this point.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Audit ATX. This report is available on our website at austintexas.gov auditor.
1: Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Austin Auditor. And subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Bye-bye.